Hello, everybody. Welcome to Heart, Mind, and Soul. It is your host, Camille Marty. I am recording this podcast literally directly after I just finished running a three-mile little run on my area outside of my house on the road and stuff like that, and it's freezing cold outside. I definitely did not regret my run at all, but if I'm out of breath, that is the reason. While I was on this run, and this happens quite a lot on times that I get to walk and run. Running is super awesome for me because I have a chance to think. Thinking is sometimes a luxury for people, for me included. Just having time to sit there and just think and just think about what you want. Think about what's inspiring you. Think about what's you're happy about. Think about people in your life that you really have on your heart. And when you pray, you get a chance to really think and you get really a chance to really set an intention with God for what you want and ask him for things and stuff like that in his relationship with God. But even meditation, just sitting there and thinking is really a luxury for some people. And for me, walking is that ability to express that luxury and just use that luxury and just sit there and just think for a while. And while I was on my walk, I started thinking about all the ways that I've changed in the last two years of my life. And I know it has a lot to do with maturity and becoming a woman and things like that and changes in my life. But I do have a lot of credit given to my weight loss journey. We've talked about this nitty gritty of what that looked like and what I did physically, but mentally it was amazing. It was such an incredible change for me. And I really want to talk directly with you guys about how impactful and how important and how amazing mental change and growth can look like. When I was writing all of these down, I just became so thankful for change in general and all the avenues that it brings up, all the different things that change facilitates change is incredible and it's so amazing and I think that if we have the opportunity to change we have that free will to be able to do whatever we want and change ourselves and grow we have the resources that we need to do that it can be so influential and for me it started out with just let me lose 15 pounds here or there But it turned into all of these things that I've attributed to that. If you've changed or matured in the last couple of years, you can also try to do this and look back and just be like, how have I changed in this? What have I learned in the last two years? I almost titled this podcast episode 16 ways I've changed in 2021. But I'm realizing that this more has all to do with my weight loss journey. So I want to talk to you guys about the 16 ways that I mentally changed when I lost weight. And again, this isn't necessarily losing weight, but the intentionality that I put, I use that word a lot because I think that that is the number one step of what we have to do in order to create change in our life is to be intentional about it. It doesn't come happenstancely. And if it does, then it comes from other people and it's facilitated from a certain environment that can create change. But other than that, you have to be really intentional about your change. And for me, I was really intentional about what I changed physically. And the mental part of it came when I pushed myself physically and changed myself outwardly that changed the different things in my life. So I'm going to talk about what those are. And so the first one is self-control. 
impulse control like we talked about last week or the other week. Um, impulse control like we talked about last week, the executive function of impulse control, self-control. And how this relates to weight loss is that I, before, really didn't have much self-control at all. It, no matter what it was, mentally, physically, food, whatever it is, I kind of was an all or nothing type of person. And I didn't feel like I had total control of what I was doing in my life. I didn't have total control of the decisions that I was making. And the longer that I went through this process, I realized how much control I had over myself. Like I just mentioned with the change and being intentional, self-control relates to that being really intentional about the change that you create in your life, being really intentional about the steps that you take every day, being intentional about how you're looking on different things in your life. That's that self-control that I mean. The second thing is you get to experience new things, putting your body in positions it's never been. And for any of you who are not athletic or Maybe you're older and you feel like you're really out of shape or maybe you're younger and you really want to experience new things in your life. The ability to run a 5K was super, super, super out of the question for me when I was 14. I had no idea that I was physically possible to do that. I wanted to. It's a pipe dream. I maybe, you know, oh, I w- hopefully one day I'll be able to run a 5K and doing it as a dream. But the physical act of running a 5k and being able to do it and doing it well and and loving every step of the way and training yourself up to that process same thing with a marathon or a half marathon I haven't run either of those but I would like to and I think that it's physically possible but once I put myself in that position I can step back and say wow I just ran a marathon I never thought I'd be able to do that And that happens with so many different things when it comes to weight loss and working out and stuff like that. A lot of the mental changes that I experienced happened almost directly from working out. Eating well and all of that created the change and facilitated the change, but working out really allowed that mental space and that time to think, like I mentioned earlier, that I wasn't really able to do. So allowing yourself 30 minutes, 45 minutes a day to just think and really grow and really be proud of yourself and what you're doing really facilitates a lot of change. Putting your your body in positions that it's never really been in before, pushing yourself to do something that you've never done before, that in and of itself is amazing. And then when you're doing it and it's helping you and it's helping your mind and it's helping your body and it's helping achieve a goal is so rewarding. And I think that it's just such a change that you can look at back and say, wow, I was able to do that. And it really isn't really empowering. The third thing is it gave me a new perspective on life. And I think that when I was younger, I had an idea of what I wanted my life to look like. But I would always put little fences around my dreams because I didn't think that they were physically possible. Physically meaning actually physically possible. When I was 13, I really wanted to be a nurse, but I always thought, oh my gosh, a nurse has to stand up all day and work 12-hour shifts and run around and, you know, be on her feet all day. I don't think I'll ever be able to do that. So let me do an easier job, finding the easier route of all throughout my life. Liking certain areas of my life, but really being doubtful and scared of doing certain things because I didn't think I was physically able to do them. Even the little things like going upstairs or going downstairs or going up. I was always like, oh yeah, I just want to, you know, single house. I don't want a double story house because I don't want to have to go upstairs all day. Just always looking for the easier route out of what I wanted to do. And this gave me a new perspective on life because it gave me the ability to open my horizons. And that kind of falls into the fourth thing that I'm 
put on this list is I'm capable of much more than I think that I am. It's crazy because we put ourselves in boxes all the time. Even if you don't realize what you do, you say, oh, there's somebody better that can do this or, oh, um, I can't possibly do that. I can't possibly go to Cancun and have to go on a hike. I can't go to Hawaii and do those big hikes. I can't go skydiving. I can't do any of these things because X, 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 and Y reasons. I'm too fat. I would be too tired. I'm dehydrated. I'm out of shape. I can't do that. I can't even go on a walk with my family because that's too much work. The physical aspect of life puts you in this box that's like, so incredibly debilitating because you don't feel in that moment that you have anything that you can change about that. You want to change it and you want to change what you look like and you want to change your abilities, but you don't really think that that's ever going to happen. At least I didn't when I was younger. I didn't really think that I'd be able to do all those things and be athletic and really enjoy it. I only thought I'd ever just not eat enough and so that I'd be skinnier, but not ever strong. I never thought I'd really be a strong person. I wanted to, but I didn't think that I was ever in me to do that. And so being capable of that and changing myself and being capable of putting myself through all those things and realizing, taking a step back and saying, oh my goodness, you literally wanted to do this for so long and you did it. That's insane. And you really want to run a marathon and you will one day, or, you know, you wanted to run a 5k and you did, you wanted to do this and you did it. You, you know, you can do this many reps of this thing. You can do that. Wow. I just surpassed what I did there. And oh my goodness. I And it's always wins, wins, wins. Yeah. There's some losses and yeah, there's some mistakes. And sometimes you fall behind creating these new environments of what you can do and really pushing yourself to continue to do what you're capable of. If you don't think you can do something and then training and really working on really working on what you need to do to be able to do that thing and you do it, is so rewarding. It's so amazing. I just, it happens all the time when you're in a, any sort of health journey, when you're gaining strength or when you're changing your body type or whatever it is, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone is so, 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 so rewarding. And one of the best parts of it, and you really prove to yourself what exactly you can do. The fifth one is, or maybe the sixth one is, it gave me a new outlook on my body. For everyone listening that doesn't struggle with their body image, you might not get this at all. But for me, the way that my body looked like was a constant battle. Constant. And I mean constant as in constant. When my brain, when I walked down the street, all I could think about was what I looked like. When I walked in church, all I could think about was what I looked like. When I walked in the house, all I could think about was what I looked like. When I was with friends, all I could think about was what I looked like. When I was on a walk down the street, all I could think about was, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I'm so out of breath. I'm so out of shape. I'm so fat, whatever, all these things. And what I looked like and my capabilities were completely consuming my mind. And you can think about how destructive that can be for somebody, especially a young girl, to constantly be thinking about that. No, I'm not changing. No, I'm not growing. No, I'm not achieving anything. No, I don't have good relationships with people in my life. No, I don't have good relationships with God at all. No, I don't have self-control. No, I don't have, I'm extremely insecure. All these things. And there was no growth. There was no change that was happening in my life for years, for years. Yes, there's, you know, little moments here and there that you change and, oh, this something happened to me and I learned from it. But it wasn't a constant upward hill of growth. It was just 
pretty steady and not in a place that I wanted to be because of the way that I saw myself. I thought it in the time I thought it was just physical, but now looking back, I realized that I was so consumed with what I looked like that I had no time for anything else. And so that made me not an interesting person. Not only was I not an interesting person, but I was also not fun person to be around at all. I would be so down on myself all the time. People would compliment me and I wouldn't take it. It was just, it was such a difficult place to be. And I think that a lot of people are in this place and they don't really recognize it. They want people to always be reassuring them, giving themselves some sort of motivation, giving themselves just any sort of thing that they can hold on to to feel beautiful because all they can think about is how much they cannot stand the way that they look. And even when someone does give them that nugget, it so comes out of left field that they feel like it's ingenuine and people are making fun of them or whatever it is. That's just my experience. But I think that just talking about this can really help people to understand that it's not just you. I really honestly was so consumed with how I looked that I couldn't be Camille Marty. I couldn't be the I wasn't the woman I am today because I was so consumed with what I looked like. Now changing that, changing what I looked like and putting myself and putting my goals towards something and always working on what I look like and what I'm eating and being consciously aware of it and all these, these things. Yes, my brain does think about that pretty often, what I'm eating and what I'm doing and the strength and the possibilities of what I'm doing. But it's completely different because it's a positive outlook versus a negative outlook. The positive outlook on my body and the positive outlook of what I can do and all the things that I really want to achieve versus negatively self-doubt being so focused on what other people thought it was so negative that it really just put a block on all the change and growth that I wanted to happen in my life the seventh thing is only I can determine my worth and we're talking again about 16 ways I mentally changed when I lost weight so only I can determine my worth the experiences that I have and the things I'm learning are far more important than number one, what my body looks like, and number two, what other people have to say about me. The experiences that I'm having, putting my bodies in situations, pushing myself, being able to do all these things, being able to go to different places and enjoy myself, being able to have experiences with people and enjoy myself, being able to go to, out to dinners with people and enjoying myself, and the things that I'm learning not only about myself, but in general, you free up so much mental space once you let go of that negative self-talk that you're able to learn things. You're able to enjoy school. I never enjoyed school until the last two years. Is it a coincidence? Maybe. Maybe I'm just in a career field that I really enjoy, but I like learning now and I hated it before because I had no mental space for that. All I could th- I was so distracted all the time. And now I feel like I'm learning something. I'm really putting my brain towards something that is constructive. And so the experiences that I'm having and the things that I'm learning are far more important than what my body looks like and what people have to say about me. My worth, who I am, what I'm worth, what things that I'm capable of are determined by me, not by anyone else, not by a person, not by a boy, not by a friend group not by even your parents, not by the most important person in your life. Your worth is determined by you. When you don't value yourself and when you don't value your time and your mind and your heart, you don't value those things, that's when all of the other problems come about. But when you 
raise that value and say, I'm worthy of good things. I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of people to talk to me and give me respect. I'm worthy of all of these things. Hyping yourself up, if you will, just saying, you know, not even in a conceited way whatsoever. This isn't even about looks. This is about your mental state, your soul, your heart protecting yourself, protecting your heart, protecting your worth and protecting your mind. When you put that at a higher value than what you would normally have, then people respect that. Typically, they typically will respect the worth that you have set there and said, hey, this is what I'm worth. And if you don't accept anything less than that, then people won't give you anything less than that because then they won't have any sort of part of your life. There's this person that I know who has only ever treated me with the lower worth that I used to assign myself to. They've never really accepted the fact that I raised my worth when I changed. I changed and I raised the worth of who I am and that worth is no longer down there very low. And they don't really recognize the difference. They know that there's something different, but once I don't give them the time of day, I don't allow them to treat me in a certain way. I don't allow them to speak to me in a certain way talk to me in a certain way, I don't give them the time of day if they're treating me badly, then they recognize that there's something different. They recognize that this person has changed, no longer will accept crumbs and call herself fool. It's a poem that I heard when I was younger, just saying that teenage girls love so much and they want love so much that they'll take the smallest crumbs and call themselves fool. And I think that it's crazy because abundance of love and agape love and overwhelming love is possible for the world and is possible from God and people in your life. And you are worthy of that love. But people, I don't mean desperate, but they have such a low worth that they accept crumbs and call themselves full. And that's what I mean by determining your own worth. Because if you don't determine your worth, somebody else will determine what that worth is for you. I don't know what number we're on, but the next one is change is amazing. And I'll just keep this short and sweet, but change facilitates so much like we talked about earlier. Change creates a whole new life and a whole new outlook on life than what you ever could have imagined. Change affects everything in your life, even things that you haven't thought about before. I remember when I was younger, I used to daydream about how my life would look like when I was Scott Skinny. And as much as that may not make sense to anybody else, if you know, you know. But when I was younger, I just daydreamed about, oh, I could go to Italy and wear the cute, you know, dresses and go walk around Italy and eat pasta and just experience the world and go travel and I could go to tropical countries and I could do these things. Because I didn't think that they were possible without me being skinny because I I was young (laughs) and I didn't understand that, but I always daydreamed about it. Oh, I'll be in love when I'm skinny and oh, I'll have all these things when I'm skinny and oh, I can even, you know, pursue a career when I'm skinny. And, you know, I kind of associated skinny with being older, but I would still fantasize about all these things. But there's things that have changed in my life that I could have never expected And it's so amazing to see all the different areas of my life that have changed. And being proud of myself is one of those changes that I didn't really expect to really happen. Okay, the next one is being fulfilled is possible. And me and my sister sat down and had a conversation about this a couple of weeks ago. And I actually recorded some of this stuff for the podcast. I won't insert it because it was a really long conversation. But she's listening, so she knows what I'm talking about. But... Being fulfilled is something that isn't really discussed about a ton. 
you know, as a Christian, a lot of people think that you should just be fulfilled just cause, because you're in the church and you know, you're amazing and God loves you and all this stuff. So you should be fulfilled period. That's it. And as much as I think that's true, there's a lot of framework and a lot of background work that needs to be done before you can really feel fulfilled. And some people don't ever be, aren't ever fulfilled. Truly. I've met people who are 60, 70 years old who aren't fulfilled people who don't love their life, who don't love people in your life, who still complain about almost every single thing that I've, that they do, who still complain about, you know, 40 year old, 50 year old people who aren't fulfilled with who they are. And sometimes when you see all these different examples in your life, you realize you kind of doubt and think, maybe I won't be fulfilled. Maybe being fulfilled is a pipe dream. Maybe it's something that only the lucky ones get to have. I feel like in the last two years, I have facilitated this journey for myself that has allowed me to feel fulfilled. And of course, it's my decision to be fulfilled. Whatever I do in my life, I've chosen to be fulfilled in that. And fulfillment is a lot of different moving parts. It's, you know, how your emotional state, what you're doing with your life, you're doing things you're passionate about, you're pushing yourself, you're getting out of your comfort zone, you're feeling things, you're being joyful and all these things. Being fulfilled has a lot to do with all of those things. When it comes to fruition and when you sit down and think about your life and the relief, I think, of being fulfilled in who you are and what your life looks like is so beautiful and to recognize that for what it is. I can sit here and say that I'm fulfilled and I'm so, so, so happy to be able to say that. And I hope that I can recognize that I am fulfilled and be appreciative of what I'm doing in my life. Be appreciative of the people I have in my life right now. Be appreciative of how far I've come because I'm fulfilled. And if you haven't realized, if you've been a while since you realize you're fulfilled and you have all these things, fulfilled means you have what you need. You have God, you have your family, you have things you love. You love certain things about your life. You are, you know, like, just like I said, being passionate and all of that. Recognizing that I'm a fulfilled person is so mind boggling. And and it makes me so thankful for that. Once we recognize that that's possible and that we can come to that. And even if we have come to that and we haven't even realized that we've come to that before, but we are fulfilled, you know? really it's just an extra step it's an icing on the cake to really accept the fact that I am fulfilled and not ever be really searching for anything else because I have what I want and growth and it is amazing and change is amazing and all of that stuff but I'm fulfilled where I am I'm being fulfilled every step of the way the next one is freed up mental space for me to be a well-rounded person and it's funny that I mentioned this because I've mentioned it several times throughout the podcast that learning and lessons and self-help and growth and just the little things like putting lemon in my water and you know pre-meal prepping and things sometimes we don't feel like there's any time in the day to be able to do this there's no physical possible way that we're going to be able to fit this stuff in there's no space in our whole mind well the opposite of that was me two years ago when I wasn't completing anything. And so it was really, really, really hard on myself, really, really, really hard on everything that I was doing because I'd never thought that I was doing enough. And don't get me wrong. I wasn't doing a lot. (laughs) I was really, really focused on what I looked like, just like I was telling you guys earlier, but that freed up mental space from just 
changing that negative outlook to that positive outlook, that freedom mental space allowed me to, like I said, enjoy school, read books occasionally, have fun, have nights off, have nights out with friends, have people over, enjoy myself and not be drama filled and not be negative or sad or anything or really just hanging out with friends because you need a therapy session. But no, you're truly having a good life and you're realizing that and you're recognizing it and you're really appreciating that for what it is. That freed up mental space allows that to happen. And not only that, but it allows you to go down so many facets of your mind and growing your brain and making yourself a better person, that executive function that we talked about, allowing yourself to do that. You have to have some free mental space for that. And when it's filled, when your brain is filled to the brim with what you look like and never thinking about anything else, it's hard to really focus on anything else. And so the change in me that happened was I was able to learn things and really appreciate the fact that I was learning things too. This next one is probably the most important one out of all of these here, and it is the most important one. And it's my relationship with God changed so much because I wasn't filled with so much disgust for my body, jealousy of others, and doubt on myself. I don't know how to say this without sounding, you know, any sort of way, but my relationship with God was really non-existent. And I don't see see that as if I didn't know who God was. I didn't believe in the Holy Ghost. I didn't believe in the goodness of God. Of course I did. I was raised in church. Of course I believed in all those things. But that relationship, that personal relationship with the one true God never really, I mean, yes, I would have prayer meetings and I would, I would, you know, cry and talk to God and all these things. But a relationship is different than that. And my relationship with God was impossible to happen because I hated who I was. I hated everything about myself. Could not stand myself. I couldn't stand the person that I was becoming. I couldn't stand the decisions that I was making. And because of that, I, I didn't talk to God about those things. I was ashamed to talk to God. I was ashamed to talk to anybody really about any of it. I just wanted to put on the front of who I was and this is what I want people to take me as and I don't care. You know, I don't care about anything. Of course, I don't care about anything. You know, putting this facade of all these things on, but our relationship with God, I never, I never really did that. And then again, jealousy for other people. How was I supposed to appreciate and be proud of and pray for and give my wisdom and knowledge to other people in the church and give my wisdom and help and be a helping hand for people that I love when I was jealous of them? And it wasn't even necessarily them, but it was their lives, what they ate, what they looked like, how happy they were, being jealous of someone else's happiness. That made me talking to God even harder because I felt guilty for that. I felt guilty that I was so jealous of other people. And the last thing, being doubtful of myself again, doubting myself. I, I, who am I to want to talk to God? Who am I to want to do all these things? And I mentioned this story on a podcast episode. It's called Starving for Perfection. If you guys haven't listened, 10 out of 10, definitely recommend it. It's one of my favorite podcast episodes that I've done. But me and a good friend, her name's Caitlin Williams. We talked about the story of them taking me to a therapist at 10 p.m. when I was really, really struggling with eating disorder issues. And you guys can listen to the podcast episode. It's a really funny story. But I remember this therapist was Christian based. She wasn't in my a part of my church, but she was a part of Caitlin's church. And the first thing that she talked to me about 
because obviously they, you know, we said, oh, you know, I really struggle in this area of my body and all this stuff. And the therapist, the first thing she talked to me about was, do you know God loves you? And I remember sitting there looking at the therapist and being like, um, uh, what do you mean? She was like, well, God made you, you know, do you know that he loves you like unconditionally? And I just didn't have an answer for her. I was like, I, I mean, yeah, logistically, I guess that's what everyone says, but does he like what? I, I didn't think that that had anything to do with what we were talking about at all. I really just didn't think that my eating disorder struggle had anything to do with God loving me. I recognized how far I strayed from God every time that my eating disorder was in full swing and whatever in this certain portion of my life when all I could think about was food and calories and what I looked like and what people thought about me and so doubting on myself all the time. I didn't allow room for God to really tell me who I was because God's my father, you know, he's, he's God. He's the ruler of, you know, he's supposed to be the ruler of my life and all these things. He's supposed to show me love and mercy and all these things. And I didn't want any of it. I didn't have time for it. I didn't care. And, you know, this isn't necessarily a spiritual podcast. If you guys don't believe in God, you know, that's totally your decision. And I'm just talking about my experience. It's, it's one of those things that I look back now and I just feel like my life could have been completely different if I let God in in that time. We're going to move on before Camille gets more emotional than she already has been. The next one is it's not always all or nothing. Balance is a powerful thing. Just because you're not productive today doesn't mean that you're not a productive person. Just because I didn't work out for two weeks doesn't mean that I'm completely lost all progress that of my whole life. I'm not Camille Marty anymore. I'm not heart, mind, and soul. I'm not all these things. I'm, you know, I'm not on a health journey anymore because I didn't work out for two weeks. I didn't work out for two weeks because my life was crazy for two weeks. I'm a normal person. There's balance and there's things that go on. And sometimes you prioritize other responsibilities in your life more than working out. Sometimes that just happens. And I really didn't understand that until probably the last six months of my life because I haven't worked out nearly as much as I did in the beginning. And I recognize that in the beginning I was in quarantine. I didn't have anything to do but work out. But now I'm, you know, doing all these things and I need to prioritize what's important right now than necessarily working out. And I think that it's really important to not beat yourself up for taking a couple weeks off, taking a couple of days off, taking a couple of months off even. You got to do what you got to do. And it, even if it's 10 minutes here and if it's 15 minutes there and if it's 20 minutes here working out, giving yourself that time to be able to do that while still prioritizing what you need to in your life. I'm going to try to run through these last couple just so we can get done with this. But not everyone is on your side and that's not your problem. Haters going to hate. I'm just going to leave that one there because I just think that there's a lot of people who you think might be on your side and once you surpass them in a growth aspect or you're growing and you're working on yourself and you're figuring out what you need to do they might not be on your side anymore and that's not your fault that's not your problem that's not anything you can change if you're doing everything right if you've not hurt them if you're doing what you need to be doing then that's all you can really do Whatever they feel about it and their feelings on the situation is is on them. All right, we have two more here. The second to last one is confidence, confidence, confidence. Confidence changes you in more ways than you can imagine. Confidence 
changes the way you speak to people. Confidence changes the way you move your body. Confidence changes the job opportunities you get. It changes your schooling. It changes your relationship with people, with leadership. It changes your relationship with God. It changes a lot of things. Confidence changes you in more ways that you can imagine. I I might do a full confidence episode, so I won't go super deep into any of these topics today, but confidence is such an amazing gift and you don't need to lose weight to have confidence. If you have confidence in yourself now, or you don't need to gain weight to lose confidence or go through a health journey or be strong or whatever, but confidence is a powerful tool. Okay, guys, the last one is you can give yourself your own inspiration and your own motivation. So many times we go to people and people that we love in our lives and the internet even or whatever it is to find inspiration or to find motivation for what we need to do. Maybe you come to this podcast for inspiration and motivation. And I want to give you guys some positive vibes to end the podcast on today. And those are once you get started and once you really focus yourself on in on the goal that you're trying to achieve, the progress that you're going to make is going to give you motivation and you will get inspiration from what you need best. Yes, you can get it from outside sources, but it's completely possible to come from within. Not in an unhealthy way, not in any sort of way, but achieving goals that you've set, even however small that they are, achieving those goals that you've set completely changes the game for real. I get motivation from just being able to hit a certain goal in a certain workout that I've set for myself before the workout even started. I hope that I can do 50 squats in this workout. And if I do 55, I'm like, yes, motivation. Next time I'm going to do 60. And then getting the inspiration just from that as well. I think you can get it in so many different ways in your workouts or whatever you're doing, but you can get it from within as much as you can get it from without. Okay, guys. Well, I love you guys. Have an amazing week. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. If you did, let me know if you like stuff like this. I thought it was definitely one of my favorite things to talk about. I feel so grateful for change and for experiences in my life. And I just can't wait to continue this podcast with you guys and help to share some of that stuff with you guys. But if you like the podcast, give it a thumbs up, give it a five star rating. If you're on Apple Podcasts and write me a little review. Honestly, I've read some of the best reviews ever this last week. If you guys are have Apple Podcasts and you read them, like I just, they're so sweet and I love them so much. So if you guys want to leave me a review, feel free to. Well, I hope you have an amazing week. And if you listen to the end of this, comment on my podcast picture for this episode and say mind. If you guys comment mind, I know you listened all the way to the end. Okay. Well, have an amazing week and I hope you guys are intentional and believe in yourself and determine your own worth. All right, guys, have an amazing week. Bye-bye.